Welcome to the Living Parables Podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you, and now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a brand new week, brand new episode. Today's episode is very unique because this is the season finale, if you will, of season two. Today is going to be more of a recap episode, and I am very grateful to have been able to do season two. I'm grateful to be able to do this podcast and to be able to share the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ. And with that being said, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get started. So today, before we go any farther, I want to share my heart with you all and a heartfelt thank you. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart that those people who have stuck with me this whole entire time, maybe you're brand new and you're binging the episodes, which is amazing. I want to say thank you. And I'm not in this for money. I don't get paid to do this. I'm not in this for fame. I'm not in this to be looked upon as a biblical scholar. All I'm doing this for is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, which says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. That's it. That's the whole focus of this podcast is, number one, I'm not preaching myself. I'm preaching Jesus Christ as Lord. And I'm preaching myself as your bondservant. That's all I'm doing. And for the sake of Christ. So I'm not preaching myself in a way that I am Lord, that I am God, that I am some biblical scholar, some magnificent speaker, wonderful teacher, all those titles that people can get lost in and caught up in. But I want to be a slave or a bond servant to all people for the sake of Christ. So with that being said, I want to go now to start recapping season two. We started off with the Romans gospel road. And I remember writing that up and thinking that was uh, a really unique type of way of presenting the gospel, just strictly in Romans. Remember in first Corinthians, the 15th chapter, Paul says that the gospel is supposed to be of first importance. And I wanted to start the season off again, sharing the gospel. And some of you that may not have remembered, but that was published on the 14th of January in 2021. So there was a several month gap between the end of season one and the beginning of season two. And that was a big time for me. That was my first year of teaching. And so that was a situation where I was, I was in the word, I was digging in, but I wasn't publishing things. I wasn't recording. So that was a time where I was just kind of like gathering my strength and also going through COVID with 
uh, all the restrictions and guidelines and especially being in a, in a school, that was a really challenging time. But it was also a great time because there were a lot of people that I worked with that had some very difficult times in school. And I honestly, maybe one or two times I could think of last year that I was really in a way stressed out, I guess you could say, but it didn't last that long. And a lot of people were caught off guard by the peace that I had. And, and I kept telling people, my strength does not come from myself. And that was supposed to have been a segue to tell them that my strength comes from Christ. Remember last week when we did a spiritual call to arms and our main text was focused in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verses 10 through 18. But verse 10 in Ephesians 6 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That's where, that's when I said that to those people. That's where that comes from. My strength doesn't come from myself. And some people, and I could list off a bunch of names here. I'm not going to. But there's a lot of people out there that went through some very challenging times. They didn't get time off. They COVID didn't shut them down. They were working and they were grinding. And they were, I mean, I, I'm even thinking about right now about the doctors and the nurses who are just working around the clock. And there's a short of uh, shortage of workers. And those things are, are very challenging things. And we are in some difficult, challenging times. So the gospel, though, gives us peace because through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, not only are we able to overcome death, but we are given salvation through the Son of God by faith and grace alone. And that's just amazing to me. So the next several episodes here, we did it on the parables. And I know the living parables name would kind of indicate that we'd be talking a lot about parables. And this is the season that we really did that in, but we went over the parable, of the two debtors, the parable of lost sheep and coin, the prodigal son, the parable of the hidden treasure and costly pearl and the parable of the sower, which is one of my favorites. And then we did a three-part series on love, and that was back in March. And I'll tell you that those episodes were just amazing to do. And if you don't recall, it was the three-part series, the first part was, what is love? The second part was, God is love. And the third part was, love one another. So... All those parts came up with the idea and the concept of what is love biblically. And that's what we do on the show. We we focus on biblical things. Yes, there are some things in this world that we have talked about, but we don't chase the culture. We We pursue Christ and we pursue divine truth. And so his truth is never, never, and I'm going to emphasize it one more time. It is never archaic. 
is never outdated. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates between the soul and spirit, joint marrow. And all scripture is God-breathed. This is a living, breathing book because these are the living, breathing words of God. And we talked about this last week. Jesus said, the world and its desires will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That is a promise. That is a guarantee. So in him, so yes, our physical life will come to an end. The things and the routines that we have come to love and know will come to an end. But if we're in Christ, we will truly never die. And that is such a wonderful promise. So after the love series came a very huge moment in the life of Christ, and that was Passion Week. And that's always a challenge. That's always a difficult time and a wonderful time because the reality is that Jesus had to die on a cross to pay the penalty of our sins once and for all. And he took all the sins that we'd ever commit in our whole entire lifetime and he nailed it to the cross and he took it upon himself. So he bore the wrath of God for us. And that is just, I mean, I will never know the true reality of the cross and what it costs, but all I know is that I, I am forever indebted to him and I will forever serve him. So we did an episode of uh, the grim reality of the cross. And the, the reality of that was grim. It was a really, really dark, sad, powerful time. But our Savior did not stay down. He rose triumphantly three days later. And we did an episode called He is Risen. Talk about the resurrection. And I'm telling you, that was a really great time because during Passion Week, I always show the Passion of the Christ at our church. And uh, there's not a lot of people that show up, and I'm not looking for that. But I always show the Passion of the Christ. And yeah, we could probably do an episode where we break that down. And there are some things that are in there that are not biblical. And there are things in there that they added in for special effects and whatnot. But I show the passion of the Christ because that is one of the more powerful displays of Jesus's passion and love for us that he demonstrated on the cross. And it was a movie that had stuck with me since I, since it came out. I remember being at the movie theater with my, my family. And as we were watching it, I mean, at the conclusion of it, we just sat there in silence for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so. And they, the ushers had to ask us to leave. But one of the things that uh, is for sure true is that that movie affected me in a way that I wasn't expecting. I still, when Jesus is being nailed to the cross, in that in that part of the movie that 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 part has still to this day just it resonates with me because that's actually what happened 
And that that's not a myth. It's not a fable. That actually happened. And an innocent son of God who never sinned before or ever in, in history willingly took my punishment upon a cross because the wages of sin is death. And he willingly stepped in and took my place. And I just can't, I just can't imagine that kind of love. That's so powerful. And so the, those two things there, the grim reality of the cross and he is risen really was just a, a wonderful time of just celebration and the fact that how great our Lord is, how gracious he is, how loving he is, and that he died on the cross for us. That's just so powerful. And then there was a few months of, of gap between April and, and June. There, I was, I took a little bit of a break here. And the reason for that is because it was getting towards the end of school and I couldn't, I couldn't fully concentrate on the podcast, which sounds terrible, but that's the reality. I didn't want to do a halfway job with two different things. And I knew that school was ending soon. So I thought, you know what? I will go ahead and I'll finish out the school year. Then we'll hit it strong. I was still studying, still preparing, but the reality is I just needed to devote my attention to the students, get that accomplished, and then move on to the last part of season two. So we kicked off the second part of season two with uh, the state of my heart. And, you know, there was just a lot of things going on, and I wanted people to understand where I was coming from and what I wanted to share out. And honestly, you know, I, to a fault, sometimes wear my heart on my sleeve. And so I, I, I usually try to be as open and honest with people as possible. And so with that, that's where that episode really came from. I wanted people to know where I'm at and, and where I'm, what I'm feeling. And then we moved to another three-part series that I was so excited about. And that is sanctification, trust the process. It was a three three part series, and so that was a really wonderful time of figuring out the sanctification process. Because first off, we have justification, and then progressive sanctification, and then glorification. And so, and the justification for part one was called positional. How where we stand with God. And part two was about progressive sanctification. That is the lifelong marathon process of a Christian's life. And the third part is glorification. That's when our that's when our life's purpose for God has been accomplished. The God's will for us has been completed. We go and depart with be of Christ, and then we are glorified. And so that was a really nice conclusion to that series. So that is what I would highly recommend you listen to as well as the three. I mean, they're all, I mean, I can't sit here and say that you should listen to all of them, but the, the three part series are, are really good because I didn't want to make it to a very, very long drawn out process where it's like two or three hours worth, but I wanted to get it to where it was as clear and concise as possible. 
and that you are able to be blessed and benefit from it. And then as we have, we're kind of getting on this last stretch here, we did an episode called Walking the Narrow. And I always have gravitated to the, the notion of walking the road less traveled. And I will tell you that that is me in a nutshell. If the crowd is going one way, I will seriously go the other way. If, if a crowd is taking an escalator, I will take the stairs. And then that's not always the case, but in, in a sense of spiritual things, I go the way Christ goes. And that is definitely the road less traveled. And that kind of was based off of Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 13 through 14, talking about the broad road and the narrow road. So we just were talking about what does walking the narrow road mean? And all these are, are very challenging. And so the next week was talking about the most dangerous thing on your body, which was the tongue. And that you could find that in James, the third chapter. And that is a, that was an episode which was very, it was a, it was a fun thing to do. It was a, it was a great time of reflection because I remember the first time I heard James, the third chapter being taught to me. And now that I'm doing it kind of coming full circle, that's been a, actually a really big blessing and kind of eye-opening. But one of the things too that, you know, I want everybody to understand is, you know, the tongue is the most dangerous thing on the body. It can build people up or destroy people. And it says that the tongue is a, is a deadly poison and it's, it's set on fire by hell. So we have to be careful with what we say to people because that's what's popular nowadays. It's, it's just, Say what you want, do what you want. And then I have to admit this to you all because uh, <laughs> here we're, we're honest and we're all about divine truth and uh, praising and glorifying God. But an episode I did in season one, What is Your Foundation? For whatever reason, I listened to that again just to go over it and see how it sounded and how it flowed. And I will tell you this, that had a lot of points to it. And I completely missed a point or two. And I listened to it. I was horrified. I was like, what is going on? So I ran back home and I, I fixed it. And so I republished it. So it may seem like it's on season two, but it's not. It's really on season one. So I, I just had to re-upload it. But that was, I was horrified. I, I remember where I was. I was driving around a lake listening to it, and I literally had to pull off the side of the road. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just miss something here? And I was I just was one of those face palm moments, so <laughs> that was fun. So as we moved on from there, I wrote up a study called What is the Heart Biblically? Because I I read about the heart throughout Scripture, and I wanted to know for myself what what does it mean? What is the heart biblically? And I will tell you that when you start asking those type of questions, when you read scripture and you start asking questions and you start digging in, I mean, you can go, I mean, so deep. And that's why the Bible is alive and active it, because it's, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. It, these are God's words on paper. 
these are his mind. This is his mind and this is his thoughts. These are, this is truth written on paper for us. And it's so, it's so amazing. And so I wanted to know what the heart was. And that was one of my favorite episodes writing up because I don't go reading the Bible to study for the sake of it being academic where I'm think, thinking, Ooh, I can use this for the podcast and I'm going to just study here, get this figured out and then present it to the audience and call it good. Now I use it for my personal study because the d- the deeper I go, the, the more sanctified I become and then I get excited about it and then I share it with you all. So I don't do this academically. I don't do it for the purpose of sounding intelligent because there's a lot of times where I'm listening to myself back where I don't sound intelligent, where I don't sound articulate. But the whole basis of this podcast is pure love and devotion to Christ and pure and love and devotion to you as brothers and sisters in Christ and, and listeners who are on the same road I am. And, and that that's a real thing. So as we moved on from there, we moved on to discovering the will of God. And I will tell you this, discovering the will of God is, I mean, completely amazing. Because I asked a question, well, what is God's will? And I'm I'm not lying to you. I asked that question And it's really sad at this point of my Christian walk, which is about 23 plus years into it, I didn't fully know what the will of God is. I mean, I know that was had had to do with believing in his son and being saved and sanctification, but I really didn't know. So as I dug in, a lot of times I read throughout scripture and it says, this is the will of God, or this is God's will for your life. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that wasn't that difficult. But a lot of times what we don't do is we don't do what Colossians 3.16 instructs us. That let the word of Christ richly dwell within us. And we don't do that. We don't get in the word. We don't spend a significant amount of time in it. We don't study. We don't, we don't go un- and study the Greek. We don't find out what God truly says. We, we like to focus in on buzz phrases and and illustrations and those things are great at times but I don't want a man's illustration. I don't want cute little phrases. I don't want cute little sayings and I don't want surface level stuff. Give me the deep spiritual truth that is found in scripture. Exposit the text. That's what I love and that's what I need for me to be fed upon. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, a lot of churches fail and fall short of this. We 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 want to get in this the the sermon series that are that are that have the cute sayings and and we like to tell the stories and we want the laughs, we want the applause, and we want people to think that we're hip and cool and and unique. But the reality is, if you've listened to me at any point, I've tried very hard, especially in the second season to not be the hero of my own story because God is my hero. Christ is my hero. The Holy Spirit is my hero. They are the ones that deserve the praise. They're the only one who is worthy of praise. And I don't want to be thought of as this 
you know, celebrity type of figure, which that would never happen. But I'm just saying, I don't want that kind of attention. I want the spotlight to be focused solely on Christ, solely on the word of Christ, the Bible. And I want him to be glorified. And I just want me to be off on the side being used as an instrument to share the truth with you. And all of these studies are basically studies that I've done on my own that I have grown in because they come from questions that I had. And I was like, if it's so basically discovering the will of God, I'll be honest with you guys. I was sitting back and I was praying and I was thinking about things. And I thought if someone were to come up to me and ask me, Nate, what is the will of God? I don't know if I could give them a good answer. And I, and if I can't give someone a good answer, I thought, then if I don't know that, I better go study it. Completely blew me away. Completely blew me away. So discovering the will of God was fantastic for me. And then I finally had my dear brother in Christ, Mike Brown, on for an episode called A House Divided. And a month prior to this recording... I was on his show, Sight Beyond Sight, and I was able to give a full gospel presentation to his audience, which he does a pretty good job with that. I mean, he doesn't need my help with that at all, but I was able to fully give a gospel presentation to them and in such a way that is not a prosperity gospel where, you know, God's going to work with you. He loves you just the way you are and you know, he, he wants to work miracles in your life. He wants to give you money and give you health, wealth, and prosperity. And that's just not what God says. And that's just not biblically accurate. So I wanted, that was a great opportunity for me to share the gospel, the true gospel, which sometimes is very hard to listen to because we have to understand that our standing with God outside of Christ is a very terrifying ordeal and and that the fact that we have been saved from such a deadly peril from store and from storing up wrath upon ourselves being saved from the wrath of god through christ and christ imparting his righteousness upon us by taking up our sin upon the cross and giving us his righteousness through faith in him i wanted to share that with everybody that jesus is Lord, that he sits at the right hand of God and he is on the throne and he is waiting for us to make the decisions to follow him, to put our trust and faith in him, to serve him as Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who I said he was last week. And so obviously today it's not as intense as it was last week, but you know, sometimes you got to get fired up for the Lord. And that's, you know, anytime I get to speak the Lord's name. I get so fired up because he's real. This is this is not myth, this is not legend, this isn't fairy tales. This is this is the God who created earth, who who didn't form things with his hands. He spoke and things just became what they are. Who can form a blade of grass out of nothing? Who can tell light to be light. Who can tell the oceans you can only go so far? 
Well, it's not man. Man has done some incredible things on this earth. I would even say it's not man. It's God working through men. The things that we're able to do today are amazing. I still can't fathom the fact that I can take a cell phone and I can call someone across the world or I could FaceTime them or I could I can send an email when I forgot my computer at home. I, that's hard for me to fathom. But God has given us the abilities because we are made in his image. But a lot of times what we don't do is we don't use the things and the knowledge and wisdom that God has given us for his glory. We use it for our own. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live for his glory and his glory alone to glorify him and all that I say and do. So when we had Mike Brown on for the house divided, that was the first time I ever had a guest on my show. And unfortunately with sickness, I wasn't able to get uh, my dad on for season two, but we will kickstart season three with him on there. And you will not want to miss that because that is going to be an explosion of amazingness. So that's something to kind of look forward to for season three. So I would highly encourage you to check that out when it comes out. So moving on from this point, we did an episode on baptism. And one of the things that I did not do really well was emphasize baptism and talk about baptism too much. So during this time, I wanted to let people know that baptism is a very important process of believing in Christ. And with that, we were able to really dive in, see what it was biblically, because there's a lot of people out there and a lot of different religions that have a false understanding of what baptism truly is. And a lot of people think that the water actually saves you. And people actually think that you can only have the Holy Spirit when you're baptized. And that's just not true. So that's what we do with baptism. Then we did the following week on what is prayer. So basically, if you're a, a veteran Christian is what I call them, if you've been a Christian for a while, and what you have noticed from season one going into season two, I'm trying, we were trying to get all of the foundations laid for what it means to follow Christ. Baptism, prayer, the parables. I mean, you go along down the list of what it is. And a lot of people don't talk about sanctification. Uh, a lot of people don't know the love of God. And one of the things I want to do, I wanted to do for season two, I didn't get a chance to do it. So I have to wait until I would say season three. But one of the things I want to talk on big time is the sovereignty of God. And so what I think we'll do is we'll kick off season three with having my father on the show, which is, again, you're going to be blessed for that. So I uh, hopefully I won't make you wait too long for that. And then after that, we'll do the sovereignty of God. And then I'm going to give you a little glimpse on my vision for season three. For season three, I want to do book studies. So I want to go through 
maybe Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Go through those four books. They're not overly long, but they're so jam-packed with spiritual truth. And so that would be a great time to exposit the text, not jump around the Bible. I don't jump around the Bible too much because you can get in trouble with that. Because if you cherry-pick verses, you don't read them in context. And that is a very, very bad habit to get into. So don't do that. But book studies is one of the biggest things I like to do for season three. And then season four, I'd like to do character studies. Moses, Abraham, Paul, Matthew, you go down the list. A lot of Old Testament. Daniel. Daniel is one I I read. Uh, fantastic stuff. Also, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego maybe call that episode fireproof. I mean, I'm just throwing some stuff out that I'm just been thinking about, but so season three be mostly book study. And I'm telling you, you can literally do like right now I have my Bible open to Ephesians chapter five and the first verse says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children Verse two, and walk in his love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Literally could do a whole entire episode on that. Now, I will just tell you before you start freaking out and thinking, oh my goodness, Nate, if you're going to do it on Ephesians chapter five and you only went three verses per episode and it has 21 verses, we're going to be here for seven weeks on it. I have heard of pastors that have done that. And some of the expository preachers that you may have heard on YouTube or bought their books, they will do that. I'm going to keep it more focused on picking out certain points. So I'm not going to spend several weeks on just one chapter. But if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, then you'd be perfectly content spending as much time and as many weeks as possible as long as you're being fed divine truth. So like I said, that's the vision of season three is looking and expositing the books of the Bible, mostly in the New Testament, and then season four doing character studies. And I think that would be really cool as well. But moving on, as we start to end the home stretch here for the recap of season two, Again, we did baptism and prayer, and then I published the episode I was on the Site Beyond Site podcast called Comparing Jealousy and Selfishness, and that was a very long episode, and that was one that I was so thrilled to be on, and it had been a long time coming, so that was the first time that he and I were able to collaborate and work together. And so that was a really good time. That was a, that was a fun time. I had a blast doing it and it was just a great time. And then two weeks ago we did conform or transform. And these last two weeks conform and transform and a spiritual call to arms. Those were two that I had written up back in April, to be honest. And I know it took several months for this to be released. And there are certain things I wanted to get out before that. But those were two deep, spiritual, truth-filled lessons that I wanted 
to end season two on. And I think a spiritual call to arms is I was really intense last week. And I know that was uh, something that most of us weren't ready for. And maybe you really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I I get so excited about Jesus Christ and and who he is and what he's done for me and what he offers to people. You don't need a bachelor's degree. You don't need to complete a 12-step program. You don't have to give millions and millions of dollars. It, it, it's free. It's a free gift of eternal life to those who put their trust and faith in Christ. And that's awesome. So I get so excited about Jesus Christ. So those two were the f- two big kind of grand finales. And uh, I'll be honest with you, that those, those they're such a blast. And anytime I get to talk about Jesus Christ, I get just so pumped up, so excited. And my love for Christ has still just, it's, it's elevating every day, every week, every moment. And he is just... I don't know. I I can't describe how amazing he is. And the fact that we get to, as human beings, his creation, the fact that we have an opportunity to place our trust and faith in him, to even let's go back a step beyond that. The fact that we are able to have an opportunity to be saved and the fact that we, we can put our trust and faith in Christ, surrender to his lordship, and and be taken from the domain of darkness, from those prison, shackled up, dark, despaired, hell-bound condition, and be transferred immediately out of that despair and doom into the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of light, complete, perfect paradise. By the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the fact that that's available and offered is, I mean, it blows me away. And so Jesus Christ is the greatest person, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I am so just amazed of who he is and what he's done for me. And he has blessed me beyond I can ever imagine. And I've been fortunate in my time on this earth to have been able to be a part of other people's lives and to be a blessing to other people and to show the love of Christ to others. And and honestly, that's what, I'm, that's what my focus is this year in school, is to live out. Philippians chapter two, verses three and four. And we're actually going to go there real quick as we start to wrap up. So I want you to go ahead and listen to these two verses. So Philippians chapter two, verses three and four. It says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And that's my focus. 
I want to be that way for my family, for my coworkers, for my friends, for my students, for everyone. I want to be that way mostly and more importantly for Christ. And, you know, on this show, we like to dig deep. We like to exposit the word and to reveal what God has shown us. And, you know, it's not popular. I was reading an article about this lady who has a podcast, and it is one of the biggest podcasts out there today. And it's basically about sex. That's it. It's basically about sex. And I'll be honest with you, that stuff at times does bother me because I'm thinking here I am trying to exposit the word of God, trying to explain what the word of God means. Not that I have any special revelation, but I'm trying to show you what God says through his word, not my interpretations of it. And here we are, uh, you know, nowhere near that, but we have to go back to Matthew 7, 13 and 14. And we're going to go there right now. So go to Matthew 7, 13 and 14. It says, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. This show is about the few. This show is probably not going to reach the masses. But what I will promise you is that I will never deviate from the Word of God. If I ever start to tell stories and jokes and things like that, and I'm, I'm trying to get the viewers, uh, write it in the show and, and stop me in my tracks. I'm going to tell you this right now. That's not going to happen. But I'm not looking for views. I'm not looking for, for endorsements and money and fame and all those things. I'm just here to glorify God, to preach Jesus Christ as Lord and me as your bondservant. That's all I'm doing. And it's nothing spectacular. But we have lost in this country a sense of of studying, a sense of digging deep into things. And we have lost patience in those things. We're instant gratification society. We don't want to work for things. We don't want to dig deep in things because it's just too much effort. And why would I take the stairs when I could take an escalator? Why would I take the stairs if I could take an elevator? And I'm telling you, this is the road less traveled. But the broad road leads to destruction because Christ is not on that road. He is on the narrow road. He is on the road less traveled. And yes, it is difficult. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, there will be trials. But that road, the narrow road, leads to life. And there are few who find it. And I want to be one of the few. I want to be the one who, every time I speak, in a public setting or a one-on-one -on -one setting with some, with a coworker or with my family, I am always quoting scripture when they don't know it's even scripture. I want to be the one who is devoted to prayer. I want to be the one who is on fire for the Lord. I want to be the one who is obeying 
God's commands. I want to be the one that is considered a man after God's own heart. I want to be somebody who loves the Lord and puts myself beneath everybody else. I want to be somebody who puts on the full armor of God. I want to be somebody who demonstrates and increases in the qualities found in Second Peter, the first chapter. I want to be somebody who demonstrates and produces the fruits of the Spirit. I don't want to be consumed with the flesh. I don't want to be consumed with this world because this world is empty, pale, and poor. But in Christ, we are secure. We are clothed in Him. And we are given a guarantee that Jesus Christ paid the penalty of our sins once and for all. And through His death, burial, and resurrection, our trust and faith in, is Him and Him alone, that we will have eternity and, and eternal salvation forever and ever in heaven. And one day we will be able to behold the magnificence, the splendor, the wonder, the beauty of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the fact that we would be in their presence, seeing them face to face, I can only imagine what that day will be like. I will drop to my knees I will just be in awe because Christ is, he is the goal. He is the focus. He has to be everything. He can't be secondary. He can't be a means to your own end. He has to be all in all. He has to be your life because I'm going to leave you with this last passage of scripture. I could probably use a better one. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm kind of doing this on the fly here. And this is where I get really excited because God just, just, he just reminds me of these scriptures and they just, they, they're so amazing. I'm going to leave you with this last one, then we're going to wrap up for season two. So I want you to listen. I'm going to just going to start in Colossians three. I'm going to start in one and I'm going to end in verse four. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This is the one I want you to listen to. Really focus in on this. When Christ, who is our life, he has to be our lives, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Those four verses, if I could put them on a whole, just, just a t-shirt, that would be enough for me. Now, again, there's many scriptures I could have used very, I mean, I could have do that easily. But right now, in this moment, at this point in time, and yes, it's recorded, but in real time, this is what I feel like God was wanting me to share with you. That going back to verse one, we have been raised up with Christ. Our old lives are gone. We don't exist anymore. We live 
in him. We need to keep seeking the things above. My brothers and sisters, keep seeking the things above. What are the things above? The things that are in scripture, on this podcast. That's what we're seeking, the things above. That's what we're seeking. Everything that I've ever produced on this show that I've that I've done, done studies on and, and series on, they've all been with the sole purpose of seeking the things above. I'm not talking about culture. I'm not chasing after the culture. I'm not trying to attack the things of the culture. I could easily do that. That's not what we need right now. We need to keep seeking the things above. And then taking that a step farther, where Christ is, why would we want to devote our time to seeking after things on earth where Christ is not? He is in heaven right now. He is living within us. And so is the Holy Spirit. And he is seated at the right hand of God the Father. He is in the highest position possible. All things are subject to him. All things are under his feet. Remember, all authority in heaven and earth are given to him. And then verse 2 says it again. Set your mind on things above. So we got to seek it. We have to seek the things above. And then verse 2, we have to set our minds on the things above. Because what happens? Circumstances, illnesses, jobs, family, you name it. They take our focus and attention off of Christ. Because then our minds are not thinking about heavenly things, scriptural things, biblical things. We're focused on the here and now, the things that are temporary. So we have to, that's a constant battle. That's Romans chapter 7. The conflict of two natures, the flesh and the spirit. So again, we have to set our minds on the things above, not the things that are on the earth. We can't do that. So if we start turning our attention to the things on this earth, we start setting our minds to things on the earth, we got to stop right away. If red flags should go off, and you know what you need to do? If that starts to happen, get in the word. Get in the word. Get in the word. So now we go to verse 3. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We die to self. Our old self is gone, is buried, and it should be forgotten. It's hidden with Christ in God. And verse 4, when Christ who is our life, he has to be our life. I'm going to ask you this question right now. What is your life? If you were to, if I were to ask you, what is your life? I asked a, a friend one time, what is your life? What do you, what would you consider your whole life being? And they said, my son or daughter. And I will say that's a very noble thing. And our children should be our lives at times, but not above Christ. Christ has to be supreme. He has to have the preeminence. And that's what it's saying right here. Christ, who is our life, is, when he's revealed and he will be revealed, either either we'll get snatched up in the air or we'll depart this earth and meet him. When he is revealed, then we also will be revealed with him in glory. 
So as we conclude, I'm going to leave you with this final, final thought. We are living in some desperate, difficult, dark times. Currently, the world is on fire. Floods are raging. There's chaos in the streets. There's chaos in our government. There's chaos everywhere. We're still dealing with pandemic. But what I will say is I'm not going to tell you something that I'm not going to do myself. I challenge you, brothers and sisters, to focus on Colossians 3, 1 through 4. But I'm also going to leave you with this. I want you to turn with me. Maybe it's your next page. Maybe it's on the same page. Colossians 3, 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And let's, let's throw in verse 17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. What does that mean? Saturate yourself, immerse yourself into the word of God. Thinking about, as we're ending summer now, Think about jumping into a pool. We're diving into scripture. We're immersing ourselves completely in the word of God. We have to let that happen. That means we must make an effort. And then whatever we do with word or deeds, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We have a very important responsibility. We are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his representatives. We represent Christ. So wherever we go, whoever we engage, whoever we talk to, whoever's in our circles at work, our families, the families we don't see too often, maybe this is the families we don't see eye to eye. Maybe we have people that we work with that we don't get along so well and they trash us and they, and we have people in our lives that do those things to us and cause us harm. Understand that first off, every person on this earth is made in the image of God. First off, number two, we are the only hope for this world. Not that we have anything special, but, but, but the fact that we have Christ in us, that is the hope that the world needs. So with that being said, we need to understand that the responsibility that we have as the only hope of the world, the true hope the world only has is in Christ. And if we are in him, that means we need to not withhold that hope, the truth of Christ, but we need to be bold as lions and share the truth of the gospel to those who are dead and dying in their sins. Because their destination is hell. And you might be their only avenue to the truth. So do not let your Bibles remain closed. 
Do not let your Bibles sit there and collect dust. Open them up. Underline things. Immerse yourself in the Word. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Put on the full armor of God. Produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Increase in the qualities found in 2 Peter, the first chapter. Do those things in, in, the, in the increase. And God will be glorified because whatever we do with word or deed, we need to do it all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we give thanks through him to God, Father. So as we conclude, I want to let you know that I'm not taking time off from God. Remember what I've been saying in the last several weeks. There are no days off. There are no days off. Evil is not sleeping. Evil is never taking a day off. We can't either. We are the hope of this world because we have the hope within us, and that's Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us take this message of the gospel and, and fulfill the Great Commission. Going into all the world, baptizing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that God has commanded. Because remember, God is with us, and Christ is with us to the very end of the age. We are never alone. And I'm telling you this right now as a brother in Christ, just because we're taking a break, a little break from season two to season three doesn't mean I'm slowing down. It doesn't mean I'm not here for you either. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Living Parables. We also have an email, livingparablestruth at gmail.com. If you're going through things, you have questions or whatever it is, feel free to reach out and I will respond to you. Because when it comes to talking about Christ, he has the preeminence. He has the, He is the most important. So I will drop the things that I'm doing and I will reach out to you. So don't think that I'm sitting back and relaxing and chilling out and, and not working for the Lord because that's not the goal. The, the goal. the goal is all gas, no brakes. Full force for the Lord. Again, letting the word of Christ richage wealth in us. And whatever we do or say, it's all for the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. And then uh, I really appreciate you joining me. It's been a, been a blast this season too. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your blessings. And we just want to come to you and say, thank you God for this uh, second season. It's been a blast. It's been wonderful. It's been a blessing. And I pray that whoever listens to it would be blessed because of it, not because that they're seeing or hearing my words, but I want them to hear your words because you have the words of eternal life, not me. And I thank you, God, for everybody that has listened, that continues to listen, because we are all in this spiritual battle together. The world is getting dark. The world is getting pale. But Lord, you are shining brighter and brighter every single day. And Lord, the the truth of the gospel, that a fact that it is supposed to be of first importance, let it be as of first importance in our lives. Help us to 
to stop talking the talk and start walking the walk, to dig in our Bibles, to be constantly in prayer, to be completely devoted to you, to be obedient to your commands, to be increasing in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, to put on the full armor of God, the increasing the qualities found in 2 Peter 1. Help us to do those things, Lord, because that's what it means to walk the narrow. That's what it means to follow Christ because the road is narrow and only a few find eternal life. And Lord, we want to be found in you. You are our only hope, Jesus Christ, our Lord, Master, and Savior. Thank you for blessing us with season two. I pray that as we go throughout our daily lives, that we be bold as lions, that we be professing your name, that every word that comes out of our mouth is scripture-based, that we would live a life worthy of the calling of the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So with that being said, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you all.